Welcome to the Worship Corner Podcast from God Worship Media. This podcast is brought to you by BeaconAds.com. You know, I've used personally Beacon Ads for the past, oh, I don't know how many years on GotWorship.net and now WeLeadWorship.com for all of my ad platform needs. It's so simple. It's easy to do. You go in, give them a few parameters about what size ads you want to run on your site, where you want to put them, and with a little to next to no coding necessary, uh, you can have those put on your site. And the cool thing is Beacon Ads takes care of absolutely everything for you. They give you a listing on their site. People go, they find out what your site's about and whether or not you would be a good fit for their product or their good or whatever their services that they have to sell. And then people all of a sudden want to advertise on your site. I mean, how easy can that be? All, all of a sudden, you've got money from people that are advertising on your site. Uh, you can easily have a deposit in your PayPal or into your bank account. It is a great site, and I highly, highly recommend it. That's beaconads.com. And now, your host for the podcast, GotWorship.net's own Jason Whitehorn. And welcome to the podcast today. We are thrilled to have a man who, uh, well, in my mind, is a genius when it comes to songs with acoustic guitar and just musicianship in in any shape, form, or fashion. Um, Good friend, Bob Minner. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Let me know when the genius gets here. We'll talk to him. <laughs> well, we had him scheduled. And, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Bob is uh, Bob is just a musician extraordinaire. Many people may not know him by name, but would know his work. Uh, would know his work primarily been now over two decades with a, a little known guy, uh, a fairly well known guy by the name of Tim McGraw. You, you've been with Tim now two decades now, right? Yeah, 23. Uh, I think this might be my 23. I think this might be the 24th year. So, yeah, quite a while. Wow. Been touring with them for uh, a few different albums now. And, and, yeah. and, and it's a lot of people don't know this because uh, just not being in the business, but so many artists these days, they, they, uh, a lot of artists use a different, uh, different musicians on album than they do touring. And, and you do both. So that's 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 kind of an interesting deal with you. Well, I have done four. I've done four records with Tim, um, you know, and uh, even, you know, Live Like You're Dying was uh, the one I'm, I'm really, really I'm proud of all of them, but especially playing on that one. Um, you know, he's taking a hiatus from using the whole band on the record. Uh, but, we're you know, we'll probably go back in the next record or two of his and, uh, you know, get back in the stream of it. But, yeah, you know, to make four records with him and then tour on those records, that's a that's 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 a pretty great thing, man. I'm pretty proud of that. Yep, and and so talented at what you do. I, I feel like you you probably when you lay your head down on the pillow at night, you lose more uh, knowledge of acoustic guitar playing than most of us have in our whole entire lifetime. And and speaking of laying your head down on a pillow, we, we all all of us that know you and love you want to know when you lay your head down on a pillow, do you have a hat on or not? No, in fact, I, even though you can't see me, I do not have one on right now. Wow, so. that is that is shocking. Yes. Bob has this. Bob has this affectionate. I don't know what to call it with with hats. I, I would be willing to bet ninety percent of your time you have either a ball cap or a fedora on. You, you've got some amazing hats. Well, I <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, it. Uh, it's not that I'm trying to cover anything up or the lack of. I just, uh, yeah, I just kind of have a thing for him. So, yeah. 
Well, Bob, you, you are you are here uh, because you've got an amazing project that uh, I heard about and just I wanted to talk about because now I, I've known for for years that you, that you are a strong man of God. You've got a, an amazing belief behind you, a belief in the Creator, God Almighty. But you've got a project that just really resonated with me. Something called Six String Sanctuary. Talk talk to us just for a little bit about that because that to me is just it's it's great in itself. Well, thanks. Yeah, you know, um, there are so many, you know, guitar records out there uh, of different of different types and different genres. Um, and I've got a previous record out that I did. You know, it was more of a bluegrassy, flat picking kind of thing, and that was a great experience. Um, but over and over, man, you know, growing up, you know, uh, from the time I was ten years old, I was playing in a bluegrass gospel band. Um, and, you know, going to those churches, I mean, I'm 49, so 10 years old, you do the math. You know, that's putting me at, you know, mid-70s or so. But, uh, you know, back then it was, you know, predominantly just the old hymns, you know, and that's just what you sang. You know, the uh, the contemporary praise and worship movement hadn't even really begun, or at least it hadn't made its way to, you know, Missouri where I was at. Um, and so, uh, you know, thinking about wanting to do a new project, uh, this has really just kind of been on my mind. You know, I, I, I've always had people say, you know, man, when are you going to do another project? You know, when are you going to do something for guitar? And, uh, and I could do another project that's more, you know, I guess, you know, I don't know how to say it, you know, maybe a little bit more technical, a little more fancy. But, man, you know, growing up with these old hymns, um, I just wanted to do an album. There was just great guitars, great old pieces of wood, uh, and great microphones, uh, and just really strip down and get back uh, to some of the basics of uh, these hymn melodies instrumentally. Uh, that you know, I think maybe in this generation that we're in, a lot of people uh, that are a little younger may not be familiar with. You know, so yeah. And there, there's there's just something about you know you were making a comment. We we're talking the other day about just having something that whether you're you're going around making coffee and having something right. playing ambient in the background. Right. Uh, but, but man, there's something you started naming off hymns and there's something about that yeah. that just resonates because it takes oh. you back to a place in time that just, it does something to you. And it's maybe for some of us, it's, it's about going back to a good place, but, but, then again, for others, I, I can remember even just a couple of weeks ago, I was at a uh, at a church, and and I was playing just me and an acoustic guitar, yeah. and and I was playing some of the more modern hymns or more, yeah. more some of the more modern songs, and yeah, there's there's a response because we're singing to our Lord and Savior, but I remember just having in a moment's notice thought I'm, I'm going to go into a hymn. And the reaction, yep. being able to sing and having having these members of this congregation just come alive and singing. Do, do you sometimes think that maybe we're missing a connection with some of the songs that we're doing these days? Well, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to do the hymn project, uh, you, you touched upon it, uh, is, you know, certainly... You know, I wanted to bring something to the table that was a little more stripped down, um, you know, and a little bit more easy to listen to, a little bit more, not so much of everything, you know. I mean, uh, there's plenty of great bands out there that I love, you know. I mean, I love 
you know, Mercy Me, you know, Barry Grawls, a great friend. Um, you know, Mike Weaver, Big Daddy Weave, he lives, you know, just a few houses down from me. Um, you know, DC Talk or any of the other bands, they're great. Um, you know, I, I love that. But I wanted to bring something to the table that was a little more stripped down and uh, just a, a little more simple to listen to. And having said that, one of the things that I think the hymns uh, force us to do uh, by their very nature, is is they tend to get us. I mean, you, 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 there's not much to change. You can't really change them much. Mm. And so this, you know, this core element of what they are and what they say and how they're to be done kind of stays intact. Now, you know, I'm not saying do them, you know, like you're, you know, you know, in the late 1800s, you know, Methodist cat meeting in in, in Kentucky. I'm not <laughs> saying that. But what I am saying is, you know, they say a certain thing in their words and in their melodies, you know, and there's not much wiggle room to get out of that. And I think that's a beautiful place to be as a musician or or as a singer. Uh, but, yeah, to your question, um, yeah, you know, this has been an ongoing debate. You know, um, are we lacking something? Uh, perhaps maybe you would like to... Uh, frame it in a different way so I can give a little bit better response. Well, you know, I just, I, I wonder sometimes, and, and and as worship leaders, we go back and forth on this. And to be honest, I think a lot of times it's because maybe somebody from maybe a decade ago, it was because you had someone from the older generation that approached maybe a younger worship leader that said, you need to bring back the hymns. And you had the younger generation that was pushing back going, but I need to bring the the, the younger music in. And, and then, well, maybe that was 20 years ago. And then maybe 10 years ago, it was because we started this whole, well, we need to bring music for the seeker generation. And, and we don't get the, the, we don't get the, the music of the older days and we need to simplify things. And, and now there seems to be this, this turning, this dawning of an age where we're realizing that, no, maybe we need to give things that are deeper that people do get because yeah. we're singing to God. Uh, is it time that we have a resurgence of these hymns that have, let's be honest, stood well, the test of time? You know, I'll say this too, you know, there, each one of us in our experience, you know, we, we pick up from wherever, you know, we are. And, you know, me being 49, you know, I mean, the music that I grew up with, um, you know, a guy who's 21 or 22 is, is not really going to relate with that. And I'm talking even secular stuff, you know, um, you know, they're not going to remember the disco era and that's a good thing. But um, my point is, you know, <laughs> my point is, you know, we all are, uh, experiencing where we come from and where we are. And, and mu certainly music has that ability more than anything else. I think, you know, to transport us to a particular place, um, you know, good or bad or however, um, you know, cause it just, it's, it's such an, a identifying part of our being, our nature. Um, and you know, certainly, you know, scripture says that the heavens declare the glory, the glory of God, they sing his praise, you know? And so it's just part of us. But having said that, you know, with with the contemporary movement, um, it's relatively new. You know, I mean, it's not too terribly old. And if, even saying that, there was a time when these hymns were a brand new thing. You know, uh, you know, a, 
uh, even though I'm not doing it on the CD, you know, Amazing Grace, there was a time where that was just really a new song, yep. you know, and, and the melody is an old English drinking song melody. Um, because, you know, the captain that wrote that, that's just what he chose. Um, so those songs are new, but now, you know, a couple hundred years or whatever later, they're considered old and maybe in the way. Um, so for, for, for praise and worship leaders today, um, I think they need to look at really, you know, uh, the atmosphere that they're doing this in and the atmosphere that we're in today in the cultural church is really a consumer atmosphere. You know, it just, it just really is. Um, you know, when you went to church, uh, and sang these hymns, you know, in let's say in the early 1900s, um, you know, you, you, you weren't going out to your, you know, horse and carriage and turning on the radio. <laughs> wow. there, uh, you know, you weren't going home to watch any kind of TV or anything. Um, all the music that you heard was live, you know, whether that be at a church service or at a community gathering or maybe even in the home. Um, and that was your entertainment. And that was the extent of it. You know, today... We have it everywhere, and especially, obviously, on our phones. So by time you get to fellowship with the saints, I think there's a part of people that just kind of expect it, you know, in the church service to kind of be that thing that they've been listening to and exposed to the whole week yeah. leading up to that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not, you know, but the debate is, you know, are we getting away from, you know, truths of God and into a more performance-based mode? I I don't know. I'm not a praise and worship leader, you know, but I, I do have some opinions about that. Well, and that's interesting, too, because, I mean, again, 23, possibly 24 years that you've been almost week in and week out, you've been, at the truest sense of the word, you've been an entertainer. Yeah. So you understand that concept of entertainment, and let's let's not differentiate. There is a little bit of entertainment that goes into it. After all, Jesus, for all intents and purposes, when he went out out, out on a mountainside, out on a, on a hillside, he knew that there is a little bit of entertainment value whenever uh, whenever there were miracles to be performed. He knew that he needed to capture people's attention, but he also understood that the first and primal thing that needed to happen was that God was glorified. So I guess part of it is yeah. is asking the question: Are are the things that we're doing in today's songs glorifying God? Well, and that's true. You know, I mean, you know, at the wedding of Cana that, that Jesus attended, certainly they had music there. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, and he's not. There's nothing in the scripture where he's telling us and telling them, uh, "You got, hey, you guys shouldn't be doing this." You know, it was just part of their culture. Um, you know, the Old Testament Jews. Um, you know, and certainly I count all of the events leading up to the crucifixion and resurrection, Old Testament events, you know, if you want to put it that way. Um, you know, the, the Jews, they were, they were a rowdy bunch. They were a celebratory people. They, they, they love to celebrate God and God gave them many directives in scripture, you know, to do that. Um, and, and he gave them directives, 
you know, not only with singing, but also with clapping the hands, also with dancing, with like, uh, and of course, you know, obviously musical instruments. Uh, you know, I mean, David, you know, in First Chronicles six thirty one, he's he's choosing men that are skilled in what they do. You know, he's just not getting people off the street that are you know ragtag. He's he's handpicking these musicians. So, um, you know. But today, you know, I would say, you know, when it comes to glorifying God, um, are we, I would say, are we, are we doing something that promotes our talent uh, or are we doing something that maybe just gets us in a weekly rut? But then again, you could say singing hymns, you know, uh, in, in, in 1965, you know, week in, week out. Was that repetitive? Yeah, probably, you know. Um, but I guess the, the central thing is w really how do we define worshiping God? And, you know, yeah, you're right. I've been doing this a long time on the road, um, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I, I get a chance to go to a lot of fellowships when I'm on the road and I see a lot of, that's a good thing about this. I get to see a heartbeat of a uh, you know, different different fellowships across the country, um, uh, the similarities, the differences. Um, but when it comes to praise and worship, uh, we're all pretty much in the same boat. It's it's you know, uh, get up, uh, everybody stand up, and, and you sing these couple three songs, and it gets slow, and it gets real introspective, and and you know, I don't know. I I would encourage praise and worship leaders to not to not get in the rut of, of repetitiveness. Um, you know, but having said that, um, I don't think it's what the people expect. I think it's what God expects. And what does God say worship is in the new Testament? Well, I'd like to hear your opinions as, as a praise and worship leader. How do you approach that weekly? Well, for me, I mean, worship is, and, and people would expect that the, the worship guy to say that, well, worship is what we do on Sunday whenever we're there singing. And then the worship guy hushes up and then worship stops. But worship is so much more than that. And, and Bob, you know that worship is everything that we do. And, and people that know me and know me well know that I say that I have a common phrase that I say, and that's that we woke up this morning with breath and two lungs that we didn't deserve to have. And we need to exhale and do something with that. Uh, if we were, we're expecting to wake up in the morning, um, and, and be worshiping, we were already late for worship because the angels were already worshiping. Worshiping is everything <laughs> that we do. You know, Sundays are supposed to be just a celebration of the worship that we've had Monday through Saturday. Worship is everything that we do. And, and that my friend leads me into something right back to you because worship you know, isn't just about something that you do on a Sunday and what a worship leader does on a stage. Worship could be um, even, you know, we talk about the entertainment industry. A front of house guy can be doing his own version of worship, you know. So yeah. you and 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 I think you, you've kind of self-expressed to me behind the scenes that um, you you singing is, is, is like carrying a tune in a bucket with holes drilled yeah. in the bottom of it. So yeah. ain't going to happen. What, what is a... What what is your form of worship? Well, let's 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 take a, a little something that I use out of scripture to kind of show show this 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 thing of of of, of worship. Um, you know, when we look at like Hebrews thirteen fifteen, 
which says, Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now, you've heard that verse a hundred million times. Mm-hmm. You know, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let's praise him with that. Okay. Um, what's interesting is that that word, uh, if we go back to the original Greek, um, giving thanks is a word in the Greek, homologeo. It comes, uh, it, 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 the word basically means in the Greek to agree with or to be the same word as. So if that's true, in Hebrews 13, 15, um, we're, when we offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, if we're giving thanks to God in this context, that sacrifice of praise is saying with our mouth what he says with his, or in other words, agreeing with his word. Mm. Okay? Now, what's interesting about this is that if we go back to Romans 10, 9, the old, the old, if you confess with your mouth um, uh, that Jesus is Lord. Now, here's the thing. In Romans, Romans 10, 9, that word confess is also homologeo. Wow. So confessing God, confessing Christ is actually saying what he said, agreeing with what he said, agreeing in our heart. So the confession of Romans 10, 9 and the giving thanks of Hebrews 13, uh, 15, that's, that's worship. Worshiping God is agreeing with him, you know, continually uh, and confessing uh, in our hearts and our minds and our, in our words and our actions what he says in his word. So if we look at those two things, that certainly takes it out of the Sunday morning and actually kind of puts Sunday morning really at the back end of everything. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, having said that, the older hymns, I think praise and worship leaders would would really be um, well, well founded to go back and look at the lyrics of these older hymns because they have particular um, particular theological truths that I just kind of see today in a lot of songs are, are just kind of lacking that 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 depth of exaltation and the sovereignty of God and the glory of God. Um, it, it's just kind of lacking today. Hmm. Yeah, we uh, we lack just kind of a, a a bit of spiritual deafness whenever we tend to take God and put him in a, in, a, in a box and say, look, we want to simplify for this reason or that reason. You know, God is, God has a vastness to him. And when we're writing songs to say, look, we want to write for man, we've missed the point. We're writing for a God who is infinite and a, and a God who these hymns yeah. we, we look at and, and these hymns, when we say these are complex, well, God is complex and God is great and God is awesome. And, and I love some of the going back to the six stream sanctuary. You, you listed some of the songs that you're writing. Um, holy, holy, holy. That in and of itself. I mean, when you look at the word holy in and of itself, you say something that someone is holy. And then you yeah. say that they're holy, holy. But you say that someone is holy, holy, holy. 
I mean, the, these songs, uh, just listening to the, the, the songs that you had, had said that you might be uh, putting on the, the right, atmosphere, right. Blessed Assurance right. as well. What a friend we have in Jesus. I right. need thee every hour, power in the blood. Uh, the, these songs just resonate. And the, sure. the, the lyrics that are rich. And, and the amazing thing about it is that these songs evoke so much and so much power in the mind and memory of, of, of God and his vastness that there's not even a single lyric on the entire album. Well, and, you know, part of the beauty of these older hymns, um, you know, here I am giving you, you know, Greek words on a praise and worship podcast. You know, um, I like studying. I like looking at the things of God. I I, I, I think that's an important thing, obviously. Um, you know, and so, you know, when I look at, a, 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 a something like holy 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 i'm looking you know at the word you know the word holy hagios means to be separate or set apart from so to me when i read that title holy 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 i'm 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 not looking at it you know just in that context of the song i'm looking at it theologically and going oh this is a reminder to be separate mm-hmm. or this is a, a reminder to be you know um uh, you know removed from the things of this world, or to be set apart. Um, I'll say this too, you know, the the, the writers of these hymns. Um, if 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 you look, um, and I think this is important too. If you look at at the overall theological position of 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 the hymn writers, um, if you you know from 1600s all the way to the mid 1800s really um everybody um believed in the sovereignty of god predestination election uh that's just what you that's just what you believed you know that was just what was taught um and a lot of the great uh theologians um from those eras whether it's a um, of course, this is going back, but you know Jonathan Edwards or uh, or Bunyan or any of those great uh, those great writers, or even you know even more current ones. Uh, I say current, but I'm talking you know even in the 20s and 30s, like A.W. Pink. Um, these men had great depth to their theology, and they were well studied. And so the hymn writers are bringing this as well. Um, and so they're looking at how to frame these lyrics, you know, from a little bit more of a of a deeper biblical well, if you will. Um, and today, I mean, there's nothing wrong with telling God that he's an awesome God, but he already knows that. You know, what these hymns force us to do is they ref- the lyrics, they force us to remove ourselves and our presuppositions you know, and and it forces us really to look at God from a more sound biblical uh, point of view. In other words, how is the character of God uh, uh, detailed in Scripture? What does Scripture have to say uh, about the saving work of Christ? Like on on uh, 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 like on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is shifting sand. That's pretty heavy, mm-hmm. you know, as simple as it is. Um, or, 
you know, anything from, you know, there is a fount. Uh, look at those lyrics. Uh, these are getting to real heavy truths of the gospel and the character of God. And so I, I, I think that's one of the values. Now, obviously, I'm doing these instrumentally, you know, but I think the way that I'm going to do these songs instrumentally, uh, you know, I'm going to include the lyrics as well. You know, and that might be like a like a download. They can go to my website and get those lyrics as well. I encourage people to, you know, read along the lyrics, you know, when I'm performing these songs. Uh, I think praise and worship leaders today would do really well to take some to take some basic, uh, you know, take some basic theology classes, um, or, or, you know, read, read these older writers, uh, A.W. Pink or John Bunyan, uh, or Jonathan Edwards, um, and kind of get immersed in the mindset of those theologians that spawned these writers to write these lyrics. Absolutely. Well, the project is called Six String Sanctuary, and it's right now currently um, about 13 days in on a campaign on, Indigo, and on Indiegogo. Yeah, uh, Indiegogo is a crowdsourcing, and you know what? You've got some amazing perks. Most crowdsourcing these days um, um, gives you the ability to do perks, but man, let me, let me tell you, because I know you won't brag on yourself, but I will. So... <laughs> I, I've, I've told I've told our audience that you are an amazing guitarist, and, and I mean that. And let me just let me just skip to the chase. Um, if you are a worship leader, if you are a person who is interested in guitars, if you are interested in honing your craft, you mentioned Bob used the word flat picking. If you want to increase your skills and your abilities, let me just let me just cut through uh, to a couple of different options. Um, there is a there is an option that are on here, several different ones that I want to highlight for you. But if you want the opportunity to be able to learn from a guy who knows his craft with picking and grinning and playing guitar, I mean, after all, I don't think Tim would have had you around for over two decades playing guitar night after night on stage and on albums if you didn't know your stuff anyway. But for 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 a nominal fee of three hundred, and let me let me just let me just highlight a few things for you. Uh, for three hundred dollars, you're going to get a signed CD, a digital download uh, of Six String Sanctuary. You're going to get a wristband. You're going to get a signed eight by ten photo, uh, a limited edition Six String Sanctuary T-shirt, and you're going to get a special Skype session with Bob. You can get um, it, just either a Q&A session if you just want to ask him questions, if you want to ask him for fedora styles, you know, what's the best fedora that'll look good, great on me? Hey, let me tell you, just one question years ago, I've got to, I've got to pick on him because yep, years ago, I, I, he, he, had a, he had a particular shirt and I wanted to know, do you even remember this? I, I had to ask him, I said, where, where in the world did you get that shirt? And oh, he, no. You you even use this shirt on one of your pictures in your in your Indiegogo video. I was so proud. I tell my wife, I said, "Remember that shirt? It's hanging up in my closet." And I asked him, I said, "Hey, where in the world did you get that shirt?" And and Bob told me, and I won't even reveal the secret of where it was because he said, "Hey, the best guys in the business get their shirts at." And he told me, and I've still got that shirt. But anyway, if you want to get styles from uh, from Bob, or if you want to get a guitar <laughs> lesson, you can get a guitar yeah. lesson from Bob, um, and that's that's for three hundred dollars. Something else that's of interest. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna get yourself to Nashville yeah. and get a guided tour of the Country Music Hall of Fame, that is of interest in and of itself. Just to be able to hear some of the history 
from a guy who's walked through a lot of the history with some of these artists. Um, you can do that too as well uh, for just a five hundred for a five hundred dollar offering. Um, here's something that's of interest to me too as well. Five hundred dollars will get you um, what's called a pickers pack and rightly rightly uh, placed too as well. You get a six string sanctuary backpack, uh, signed CD, two wristbands, T-shirt, a ball cap. This is this is completely cool and well worth the money right here in of itself. An LR bag, session DI. Uh, if you're a guitar player, you'll love that. That's $250 right there itself. Uh, an LR Bags M80 guitar pickup, six sets of strings, and a silver engraved uh, G7th Performance capo. Uh, and then you also get two Skype session guitar uh, lessons with Bob, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, there's a couple of church perks that you can get uh, where if you want to grab a bunch of CDs, either 50 CDs or 100 CDs, that you could turn around and resell those for your missions group, you know, your church youth group to make some make some money for missions, youth trips, or you know, so on and so forth. You can do that. Plus, you can either get a speaking engagement with Bob, or you can get a Skype session with Bob to be able to talk to your church too as well. Uh, and on top of that, a worship leader mega pack that you can get a bunch of CDs sent out, some T-shirts, uh, and and even a Breathe Love studio guitar, uh, stu- studio concert guitar, uh, yeah, a, a bags venue. That's uh, my personal favorite. I use the venue everywhere that I go, um, and and a gold plated uh, limited edition G7 six six string sanctuary capo, six sets of strings, and two Skype sessions with Bob too as well. Man, you got a lot of a lot of perks. Any one of them that's your your particular favorite? You know. Uh, I've tried to make this, you know, and that's the thing coming up with perks. I've got a lot of great people, you know, that I work with, uh, like the backpacks come from OGO. Um, you know, OGO is like top shelf stuff. That's all as far as travel bags and backpacks. That's all I use. You know, they, they, I've been working with them for years. Uh, LR bags, you know, I've been with them for years as well. Um, so there's a lot of great things for guitar players, worship leaders, um, you know, but I've tried to make perks also real simple, you know, um, you know, digital download, uh, uh, you know, or something simple as the six string sanctuary wristband, um, with Psalm 95 on that, you know, we've just tried to make things where everybody can find something that, 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 that they would like to be a part of. And, and I have to be honest with you, you know, today, um, we're, we're at 29% as of today, which is the 2nd of November. You know, we still got a ways to go on this. I've got a goal I have to meet. Um, you know, and as the old saying goes, you know, uh, houses are built out of little bricks. You know, so if, if, if you see perks that are um, the bigger brick perks, you know, like the church perks, I've tried to make it to where if churches want to, you know, get these CDs, you know, certainly, you know, they can resell them. Uh, for their youth group or their missions, uh, whatever that purpose might be. Uh, I'd love to come to some churches and talk about my testimony. I'd love to talk about the things of God and play as well, you know, so those perks are on there as as well. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, $25, $50, $100 perks, uh, the smaller ones, those mean just as much um, and I, I just need, I hate to sound like this, but I really need everybody's help. So if you, if, if you love uh, these older hymns, or if you have family, you know, mom and dads or grandma and grandpas that you think would like this kind of music, um, these simple stripped down hymns, um, man, just go to the Indiegogo site, punch in my name, Bob Minner, M-I-N-N-E-R. It'll take you there and you can look over all the perks. Um, or if you just want to donate, you know, you don't have to take a perk. I've got some people that have donated money and don't want it, don't want any of the perks. Uh, and that's fine too. Uh, 
I appreciate everybody's help, uh, everybody's involvement, and and every little bit helps. Whether it's a, a twenty or twenty five dollar perk uh, or it's a, a mega worship uh, pack, every every little bit helps, and, and I really, really, really appreciate. It. I'm eager to get this this CD done and, and get it out to everyone. And, and let me just let me rattle the cage right quick because uh, we're going to put the link down at the uh, bottom of this podcast. So whether or not you're listening to it on iTunes, whether or not you're listening to it on the WheelieWorship.com site or GotWorship.net site, you'll be able to have direct access to it. But let me rattle the cage real quick uh, because I don't know if you've realized it or not, but there are just seven shopping weeks until Christmas. So if you're like me. And you want to get something quickly to where you can say, got that marked off the list. I don't have to worry about that. Just like Bob said, there are people that are on your list that you know already, whether it's a parent, grandparent, somebody that you know, oh, that's something I can get. Because uh, I know I'm that person that goes into Cracker Barrel and, and, and I know that I've got that amp and so and so or so somebody that I can pick up the uh, latest hymn album or somewhere that I can say, OK, I've got that person marked off the list. This is something that somebody is going to cherish somewhere that you know right now somebody has already come to mind. Somebody that's in your church, somebody that's in your family that you know, somebody is going to cherish this. Maybe it's even yourself that you just want to say, hey, I want this. 20 bucks, 25 bucks is not that much. And if you want to go ahead seven weeks out from Christmas to be able to knock something off a list, Go ahead and put that in there, and you'll be able to, uh, depending on whenever the, the, the date is that, that something's going to be ready, you'll even be able to put in a little card to be able to say, hey, this is going to be waiting for you at some point to be able to say, I thought of you, here's something for you for Christmas. So go ahead and mark that off your list to be able to say, here's a stocking stuffer, here's a Christmas gift, here's whatever. So you're welcome. You've already got your Christmas taken care of. So there you go. And by the way, we're looking for a January release. You know, as soon as our funding campaign ends, you know, I'm going to get busy on this. Um, and, you know, uh, and again, we'll, we're going to have all the perks ready. We're going to have all of those things ready to go and they'll be they'll be distributed, you know, uh, either late December. But the CD will be done by January and we're going to get that out. Um, and like I said, you know, my my passion really with this CD Look, you know, this isn't about making money, you know, for me, this, this is about, you know, the roots of where I come from, you know, how I grew up, you know, in rural Missouri, um, these hymns mean a lot to me. And this project means a lot to me. I, I want this project to glorify God. I want this project to be something um, that, you know, my children uh, and my friends and family will remember uh, and, and, and have something, you know, of of some depth, um, and remembrance of these great old hymns. Um, you know, so yeah, this is a really important project for me. So, uh, I appreciate each and every one of you to, you know, to consider, uh, helping me out with this. Um, and so, yeah, and Jason, thank you. Thank you for having me on here, uh, and plugging this for me. I really, really, really appreciate it. Bob, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy uh, schedule. We really do appreciate it. And, and thank you so much for just taking time to invest in worship leaders and worship teams everywhere. We really do appreciate it. If you get a chance, make sure to click on the link, or if you're just listening to this and you want to cut through to the chase, go to Indiegogo.com, type in Bob's name. It's Bob Minner, two M's, uh, M-I-N-N-E-R, Bob Minner, and uh, you'll be able to find out more about it there or click on the link that you'll find anywhere here where you listen to it too as well. That's right. And we'll also have a uh, 
Facebook fan page. You can punch in Bob Minnie there. There's a fan page. And uh, we've got the cover page up for the new website. We're still working on that. Um, and so as soon as that's all up, uh, you can go there as well. But, yeah, Indiegogo, just pop on that. Uh, and Jason's going to put the link there. Uh, thank you all so much for considering this. And, Jason, thank you once again for, for having me. Thanks a lot. Guys, uh, if you have any questions that you want to ask uh, for the podcast, make sure to send them in, Jason, at gotworship.net. And also, if you uh, just want to ask questions uh, about the Six Dream Sanctuary pro uh, progress, too, as well, we'll be sure to send you some information about that, too, as well, and for those information over to Bob, too, as well. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. And, guys, until next time, thanks and God bless. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Got a question for the podcast? Send them into Jason at gotworship.net. Make sure to visit us online at www.gotworship.net for even more resources for worship. <laughs>